This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Hi there, hockey fans, and welcome back to Rotowire's signature NHL hockey pod podcast with Statsman and AJ. Friends, I'm Paul Bruno, and you can follow me at Statsman22. My co-host is AJ Scholes, and you can follow him at AJ Scholes24. We're now in the last week of the regular season. I can't believe how quickly this season has come and gone. And some playoff spots still remain up for grabs in each conference. In the the Eastern Conference, we'll take a look at that, AJ. And uh, I want your commentary here, but I'll break it down first. We have Columbus, Carolina, and Montreal all within two points of one another. Each team has three games left. Columbus up top at 94 points facing Boston at home, then on the road to the Rangers in Ottawa. So I like, I like the road schedule there, too. Uh, pretty soft games, although Ottawa's been at uh, least three times this year, I'll say that. Carolina is in Toronto tonight, and then they face, they face New Jersey at home, and then they're in Philadelphia, the latter two teams, not playoff teams. Carolina sits there with 93 points. And Montreal, 42, 29, and 7. That means 92 points for them, 40 regulation wins. They trail the other two teams in that tiebreaker category. They host Tampa, who's on the second of back-to-backs tonight, so they won't face Vasilevsky in the Nets. That's a win for Montreal, I think. And then they go to Washington. That'll be a tough out. And they finish up hosting the Maple Leafs. And boy, I'd love it if the Leafs could put the final nail nail in the the coffin of the Habs this season. Uh, I think Montreal misses out in this trio. AJ, what do you sense here in terms of these three teams that are vying for the last two spots? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think Montreal has uh, the ability to, to get there, but that schedule is just too tough down the stretch. You know, you're looking at Columbus. Yeah, maybe they dropped the Boston game, uh, but they should beat New York uh, and Ottawa, although they are on the road. Obviously, Carolina has Toronto and uh, a Flyers team that's been playing pretty well lately. Uh, and But, you know, Flyers and New Jersey should be wins for them. And then Montreal just faces a gauntlet. As you said, they, they won't necessarily get Vasilevsky in Tampa Bay. Um, they might not get uh, they might not get Holpe in Washington. They could go with uh, Copley there 
Uh, and then the Maple Leafs as well, there's there's the possibility, depending, uh, they could shut down Freddie Anderson for that game. So while they could be facing some backups, some rested teams, uh, they do have the toughest schedule here. So I have to agree. I think Montreal um, just isn't quite going to make it because of what they have left uh, on, the, on the schedule. And then, AJ, in the Western Conference, there's no fewer than five teams that are vying for a couple of playoff spots. I want you to break down what's left for, for those five clubs. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think the biggest uh, kind of question mark here, uh, is, you know, it starts with Dallas uh, having kind of the inside track. I think they're far enough ahead. They shouldn't really have to worry about it. I know they haven't clinched yet, um, but games against Philadelphia, Chicago uh, and Minnesota could be a critical one, um, you know, that they they you know, kind of close the door on, on the wild there. Arizona uh, is right in the mix. You know, they've got LA, uh, Vegas will be tough. Winnipeg uh, could be a tough one, but again, uh, at that point, last game of the year, the jets might shut down some people, Colorado, Edmonton, Winnipeg and San Jose. I think that's probably the toughest schedule here remaining for any of these teams. Uh, Edmonton is, is always a tough team. As long as they have Connor McDavid, uh, Winnipeg, San Jose battling for spots, Minnesota, Winnipeg, Boston, and Dallas. I think that's a little bit on the easier side, um, but they are five points out, so they have to be near perfect and hope Colorado doesn't pick up uh, really a single game here. Uh, and then Chicago, not mathematically eliminated quite yet, but uh, I don't see Colorado dropping all three games. And even if they do, I don't see Arizona dropping all three as well. I think there's just too many things that have to have to happen uh, for the Blackhawks here. So for my money, I think it stays where it's at. I think Dallas Dallas is fine. I think Colorado can do uh, just enough with their remaining schedule, uh, despite the difficulty there. Although I wouldn't sleep on Arizona here. Yeah, I'm picking Arizona to get that second spot. Colorado is still a little bit banged up, and I'm a little bit concerned about that situation there. Though uh, Nate, uh, Gabriel Landeskog looks like he's healthy, and Randonen is the only guy on that top line that's still missing. So maybe Colorado does hang on, but I wouldn't count the, the Coyotes out. They do have a schedule that could be favorable with a couple of teams at the Vegas and Winnipeg resting players, and L.A. should be a victory for them. Um, AJ, in other news, our dollar bet standings now show your tandem of Crosby and Malkin with 165 points. I have Tavares and Matthews with 159. That's only six points. There's three games left. I'm saying this thing is up for grabs still. I think you're you're insane. You're you're <laughs> you know you're you're seeing the top of the hole that that you were trying to dig out of, um, but I think you're just going to run out of time. Now, if there were six games left on the schedule, uh, I might be a little more nervous. But with three games left, uh, Crosby still playing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they try and get Malkin in for, for one of these last uh, game or two as well. So uh, I'm not really worried about it. Uh, I think you just uh, you're getting close. And so you're getting antsy and excited. But uh, I think the hole you had, that 20 point hole is just too deep uh, to climb out of. But, uh, you know, before we kick off the rest of the show, just remind our listeners that throughout the week, if you have questions about your lineups, fantasy hockey, your upcoming uh, playoff pools, or just hockey in general, you can tweet at us. We'll try and answer those questions for you. You can follow me at AJScholes24, and you can follow Paul the Statsman at Statsman22. And uh, we're going to go a little bit different in format this week and also tease the fact that next week we're going to give a full playoff preview of the eight series that open up uh, 
just days after we do the next pod. But for today, what I thought we'd do, AJ, is uh, since we're entering the last week of the season, try a little something different on today's pod. I think we ought to take a look at each team and come up with thoughts about their blue chip players, their top disappointments, the best surprise on each team, and maybe a future need for each team. And so you and I are going to take a lead uh, on an alternating basis through each of these teams. I'll start with Anaheim, and you will uh, pick it up with Arizona. But uh, I I go through this, and I look at the Anaheim situation, and I think in terms of blue chippers, you have to rate John Gibson as their blue chip player this season, AJ. Despite the fact that this team underperformed, he performed heroically in net and ranks, in my mind, among the top goalies in hockey. And so I give him the blue chip nod. In terms of the top disappointment, I got to go with the captain, Ryan Getzlaff. There's not too many leading scorers on a club that, that were as low as the total that he produced. And really, it was about 30 points less than what I might have expected from him to lead this squad. So that was kind of a telltale sign that this team was not going to be a factor in the playoff run. The best surprise? Well, I had to scrounge a little bit here, but I come up with Nick Ritchie. The point total is a little bit similar to what he did last year, but he's done it in a shorter number of games, and the role that he has finished the season with is one of more prominence. He's locked into a top six winger role, and we weren't really sure about that at the beginning of the season. So that's the most positive development that I could find. In terms of future needs, I think they need a lot of help on the wings here, and certainly uh, the the whole team needs to get healthier uh, and stay healthy. They've been ravaged by injuries all season long. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, one of the biggest things they probably need is just time at this point with some of the young guys um, here on this club. You know, Max Jones, Chase DeLeo, Sam Steele, uh, Daniel Sprong. There's a number of guys uh, on the, the younger side here that just need some more time to develop. I definitely think you hit the nail on the head uh, with Gibson as your blue chipper. I'll, I'll throw in, uh, you know, a, a Ricard Raquel. Again, the, the point totals were down across the board this season, but uh, 18 goals, 23 helpers uh, on the year. I think, uh, you know, top disappointment, I'm going to just lump them all in and call it uh, team defense. The plus minus from the top to the bottom here is atrocious. You've got Ryan Getzlaff minus 20, Adam Henrique actually not terrible at minus five, but then Raquel minus 15, Jakob Silverberg minus 12. Uh, So top disappointment the whole team in needing some some defense so and again you know biggest surprise um I, I guess, yeah, maybe uh, maybe Jakob Silverberg in there being their lone 20 goal scorer um, and, and putting up 23 this season. But it definitely had to scrape the barrel for that one. Uh, heading over uh, to Arizona for me, I got to start uh, with Alex Galchenyuk as as the stud here or the uh, the blue chipper. And I think part of that, too. Uh, has to do with his age you know I'm, I'm trying to think about you know what our listeners uh, need to know for next season on a lot of these clubs well Galchenyuk's only 25 years old uh, he had 40 points this season behind Clayton Keller and Oliver Ekman Larson I think either one of those guys could have been a candidate here for as well but I think as far as the future development kind of blue chip guy uh, Alex Galchenyuk for me top disappointment has got to be anti Ranta you know there there's obviously the injury concerns but that seems to have plagued him since he's moved to Arizona. Uh, I think he needs to find a way to get healthy uh, and actually be a part of this team and, and play some games to really evaluate. I think he's been so injured that we haven't really had a good look to see whether or not he can be a true number one here. Be- uh, be- uh, biggest surprise, best surprise, uh, Darcy Kemper, of course. You know, you look at his numbers, a career backup uh, uh, essentially has really come in and 
almost played this team into a playoff spot and still could. Uh, you know, you look uh, his numbers for the last <laughs> last three years. So from 2015 through 2017, he had a combined 26 wins. Guess how many wins he has this year alone? 26 and a <laughs> couple more games still on the schedule. So uh, really uh, a big, uh, big improvement for them to step in. And that leads into my future needs. You know, Kemper, uh, not necessarily uh, the youngest, uh, you know, youngest guy out there, but I think with how well he's done, the fact that uh, they do still obviously have Ante Ranta, who's been banged up, uh, I don't think they really need to add goaltending at this point. I, I would feel somewhat comfortable with what they have. So for me, I think what they need is another 20-goal score. Uh, they don't have one on the team this year. I think that would really uh, help. As some forward depth you know, outside of some of the guys that I mentioned, but there are some younger guys that I think can contribute. Nick Schmaltz was obviously banged up this year. Um, so really for me that kind of 20 goal producer uh would make the, take this team from you know a fringe playoff team to a lock uh, playoff team and a, a competitor all right i agree with your assessment on the future need and the best surprise so i'm going to go with the, my blue chipper is clayton keller this guy uh his goal scoring was a little bit down this year, but the point total was about what we expected near the 50-point mark. I think he, his upside is even higher than that, and the young fella has a great wrist shot and will play top six minutes here going forward. I think he'll benefit from the fact that uh, the centers can't be as poor, and, and that leads me to my disappointment this year. i got to go with Derek Stepan, whose point total dipped over 20 points from what we've seen the last couple of seasons. So for me, he's the biggest disappointment, and really a turnaround at the center position should, should help the likes of, of Keller and Panic on that top line to be more productive next year, too. So that's how I see things in Arizona, agreeing with you on their assessment of future need. And the best surprise was obvious at uh, Kemper as well. Let's go to the Boston Bruins, AJ. And for me, the blue chippers are that trio that dominated the first line much of the season, though we're seeing Pasternak playing second line minutes now with Krejci in an attempt to get more balance, I suppose, there. But uh, you can't argue with me that Bergeron and Marchand might, not, might be the best tandem in all of hockey, both of them are way up there among the leading scorers in the league and Pasternak missing a chunk of the season but still leading this team in goals on the year when you factor that in. In terms of top disappointment for me it's David Backus, AJ. He's got a huge contract cap hit for the next few seasons and really not playing anywhere near close to it. Uh, reveling I guess if you can say in third line minutes if you can and uh, really trying to morph himself into a more physical player and be, play that roughhouse game that the Bruins are were most noted for back in the day and he's filling that role very capably and uh, but really not scoring like he should have uh, for the money that they're paying him in terms of the best surprise it's the youngsters DeBrusque and McAvoy taking the next step in their development and uh, telling me that despite the fact that some of the higher uh, scorers on this lineup and the older players might be near the end of the line they got a next wave coming and it's led by these two youngsters in terms of future need more youth needs to be infused in this roster they're leaning very heavily on 30 somethings and more people need to join debrusque and mcavoy in the next wave of the bruins to keep them relevant in the in the upcoming seasons yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with really anything uh, that you're selling there, Paul. You know, you look at some of their, you mentioned Pasternak in terms of kind of youth movement. They've got a handful of guys that are, are on the younger side, but none of them have really stepped up yet. And that's, you know, Nordstrom, Wagner, Corrali, Coyle, all in the mid to late 20s. Uh, and then they do have, as you said, DeBrus. They've got Danton Heinen, uh, who could potentially step up. Uh, and so there are some guys that are in positions to do that. Brandon Carlo is just 22 years old. Um, but I do think they need 
uh, those guys to just continue to develop. So I don't really think uh, there's a huge need there uh, in that sense. I just think they need what they already have uh, to take that next step. I mean, but the rest of everything you said, I mean, there's really no argument here. That top line is absolutely the blue chips here. Uh, biggest disappointment, maybe I throw in Coyle there. Uh, I think he was brought in uh, to kind of produce more uh, than he has. You know, he, he games were obviously limited a little bit, um, but just, you know, just five points in, in 18 games for Charlie Coyle. So I really would have liked uh, to see more out of him. So I'll throw him in there. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously best surprise uh, is, is as you said, you know, the, the, the youngsters stepping up. So yeah, Boston, I think is in good spot overall. I think they've got a decent combination of, of age and, and youth to win now uh, without sacrificing totally for the future. I don't think they're so dependent uh, on older guys that you don't see any of these youngsters getting a shot. Uh, talking about youngsters getting plenty of shots, uh, we're going to go to Buffalo next. Uh, the Sabres, uh, blue chip. I mean, this is a lock, you know, shut and closed case here. It's obviously Jack Eichel uh, for them is their big blue chip. And he's going to have to continue to be uh, into the future. If this team wants to be a playoff team, you know, you could throw in a few other names there. I'm sure you'll pick uh, some other guys, but from, you know, top to bottom, Jack Eichel, their blue chip guy, biggest disappointment. Again, uh, for me, this was a pretty open and shut case. Vladimir Sabotka, just 13 points in 69 games, saw himself bounce from the lineup uh, consistently. They brought him in to be a top six uh, contributor for them. And that just really has not panned out um, for me. Best surprise. I'm actually going to say Jason Pominville. I know there's been uh, some knock on him. His season wasn't outstanding. 15 goals, 14 assists. But I think when you th when you consider what you were going to get out of him uh, and the you know situations where he could have easily found himself a healthy scratch, he still managed to get opportunities to play top six minutes from time to time with his club. And so I really think uh, he was a, a bit of a surprise for for me in the fact that he did contribute as much as he did future me need for me there's one big future need for this club and it's re-signing jeff skinner uh there's no question about it if he doesn't re-up with the club uh, i think they're going to be in a bit of a scramble next season trying to find uh that you know that top point producer and they may take a step backwards um other than that i think just time to develop you know you've got a ton of young guys that still need uh, some, you know, some opportunities here. Alex Nylander, Casey Middlestat, Rasmus Dahlin, you know, all these are young players who are getting opportunities here and they just need a little more time to develop. I think the Sabres are in a good spot right now, assuming they get Jeff Skinner to uh, put pen to paper there. So uh, I, I think the future is still bright in Buffalo. Uh, I'm going to agree on the on the blue chipper for sure. I think we got to give a nod to Rasmus Dahlin, though, as a guy who did pretty much what we expected in that first year, topping the 40 point mark as a as a teenage defenseman. That's quite an achievement, and the guy was well worth the, the first pick overall in the draft. I think the best is yet to come for him, obviously. And you said it yourself that they've got a number of young players here that figure to be the centerpieces of the next wave of, of good news in Buffalo. Uh, they're a ways away yet and in a tough division, but Dalene and, and Eichel are two very good pieces to build around going forward. 
I think you nailed it in terms of the top disappointment. Sabatka, a veteran forward who didn't really deliver anything near the points that were expected here. And I love the pick on Pominville. I thought this guy was washed up a couple of years ago, AJ, and, and yet he had a bit of a rebirth coming back to Buffalo after bouncing around the league a little bit uh, in stops elsewhere. Future need, yeah, it begins and ends with Jeff Skinner and uh, seeing the, the youngsters here take the next step. So good on you. I think, I think you uh, nailed this one pretty well. In terms of Calgary, the next team up, uh, we'll note that they clinched the top record in the Western Conference on the weekend, so that's a high water mark, something we didn't really expect uh, to see with uh, the number of other great teams in the Western Conference, but kudos to them for that. In terms of blue chippers, it's that tandem on the top line, Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau, and Sean Monaghan leading this offense and doing it with great style, never mind five on five, but even power play, they, they were dominant in both realms and uh, full value for being among the top forwards in the league right now top disappointment i think this is a another one that's pretty obvious it's james neal he didn't perform anywhere near what was expected of him giving getting a chance to play top six minutes early on and not really fitting in in that regard uh, i think he left uh, left the team wanting more but he can certainly make up for it with a playoff run and he's certainly capable of it best surprise for me mark giordano in the, in the defense role we know this guy's been a capable scorer but he's had a career best season at the age of 35 that's a remarkable year and i think he's going to top it off with some hardware in the offseason getting the best defenseman uh, nod in the james norris race future need i think they need more from the second line center position michael backland only 46 points considering the talent they have on the wings here that total should be much higher going forward and it should have been high much higher this year i think he left them wanting a little bit more yeah, I think that's a pretty good breakdown there. I'll throw in one other, you know, blue chip name there, and that that's Matthew Tuchuk. You know, the youngster, 34 goals this season, just two off Johnny Gaudreau, uh, 43 assists for 77 points, good enough for fourth on the team right now. Few games uh, left remaining for that to shuffle up a little bit, but obviously Gaudreau Monahan lead the club, but I do think uh, Tuchuk is a blue chipper for them as well. Top disappointment, James Neal. We don't need to harp on him much, uh, much more this season. We've been pretty harsh on him all year long. Uh, best surprise. Uh, I'm going to actually go with a different defenseman, TJ Brody, uh, nine goals, 25 assists. I think 34 points uh, was a little bit higher than I would have expected out of him this season. Uh, you know, they're, uh, they get so much focus on Mark Giordano being their top leading scorer. Um, and, you know, Brody is right there along with them, uh, continues to produce, even though his name isn't really tossed around much. And I think that's what makes him a bit of a surprise. Not that he hasn't done it in the past, but the fact that he's a bit overshadowed there. Uh, and as far as team need, I think you're absolutely correct. I think they need more out of the center position to try different options. I think Derek Ryan might be uh, a consideration there as well. He's produced uh, decently this year. So uh, figuring out the the depth at center, because you're absolutely right. There's a ton of uh, talent on the wing. Sam Bennett, uh, another name in there as well. And they've got some youngsters that I think can contribute uh, down the stretch as well. Uh, we look at, you know, Carolina uh, next 
for me, the blue chipper here uh, is uh, Sebastian Ajo, obviously uh, the top kind of guy here and, uh, you know, going to continue to be for a long time. Uh, and so from that standpoint, I think he doubles down 82 points this year, 30 goals uh, and really producing uh, really well for them. Top disappointment for me uh, has to be Scott Darling. You know, you look at at his uh, kind of track here. Uh, set to be the the number one guy here at the start of the season and and that just didn't happen Uh, and he really uh, tailed off to the point where uh, right now he's actually away um, from the the minor league team uh, for you know I think trying to work on his game although it could be maybe uh, something more serious than that best surprise I'm actually going to go Nino Niederreiter I think his numbers since joining uh, Carolina have been outstanding well above and beyond what I think we expected from him I thought the move would be good for him I thought he could start producing but nothing to the tune of 13 goals and 14 helpers in those 33 games uh, you know with Carolina so for that from that standpoint that's my best surprise future need I think is center depth here you know I've talked about the fact that that I just don't see Jordan Stahl uh, being really a, a dominant center for them. And so I think they could use a little bit more, uh, maybe even a second line center to bump stall down to third or uh, a third and fourth line center. Luca, uh, Lucas Walmark and Greg McKeg just aren't going to get you where you want to be at the end of the season in, in that standpoint. So uh, center depth is kind of the key, I think. All right, for me, I think you avoided saying Toivo Teravainen's name just because you didn't want to try try that multi-syllable <laughs> thing, but I think I got to lump him in as as a blue chipper on this squad. 72 points with 52 assists. I'll take that all day. One of the best playmaking wingers in all of hockey for my money. Uh, in terms of the disappointment, yeah, I think you nailed it with, with uh, Scott Darling there. The best surprise was the fact that the tandem of Morazic and McElhinney picked him up, really, when you look at it. I, I also... Uh, noted Victor Rask for me was a huge disappointment here six points in only 26 games played this guy has all the size and physical attributes that you want and, and a lot of skill in his uh, toolbox but really didn't show it and and has become all but totally irrelevant here going forward and I think you nailed it with your assessment on the future needs so uh, there's plenty of uh, more pieces that need to be filled in around this squad and certainly center depth is, is a major area where they have to do some construction work going forward and in terms of the next club up it's the chicago blackhawks the blue chippers uh, continue to deliver here and that's kane and taves uh, aj they uh, turned back the clock a little bit and both of them really having some of the best regular seasons in their careers for for what that's worth and it almost dragged this team into a playoff spot which neither of us saw coming here and uh, really it must uh, it was offset by the to- top disappointment for me it's the way the defense crumbled around this uh, this team brent seabrook took a major step back for instance as one of the signature players on this squad uh, he's definitely lost a step there uh, Dust, uh, Duncan Keith has been decent but he can't rank among the top defenders in hockey either he's lost a bit of a step himself although the point total was fairly good on the season the best surprise the tandem of Alex DeBrincat and D- Dylan Strom showing me that the, the next wave of, of uh, Hawks is in place these guys had both had outstanding uh, seasons Dylan Strom particularly out of nowhere uh, following the trade from uh, Arizona developed uh, imme- immediate chemistry in his new digs and looks finally like a guy who should have been picked in the top five of his draft year and good for him because I watched a lot of him in junior I couldn't believe that he didn't hasn't made hadn't made the grade until uh, the second half of this season in terms of future need they have to build that defense again so 
looking for an infusion of youngsters. And they got to find a way to keep uh, a, a top goalie healthy. Uh, certainly they struggled in that category all season long. And you wonder if the incumbent is, is reaching the end of the road there and if they can fill in somewhere behind him. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with the future need and, and the blue tippers. So uh, I'll, I'll focus on some of the other spots in, in terms of top disappointment for me. It's Artem Anisimov, I, I think, brought in uh, to return to being a 20-goal scorer uh, and didn't get there this year. Just 14 goals in 75 games. Uh, you know, 36 points is, is a solid season. Uh, it topped what he did last year. Uh, but I do think they expect more out of him. This is a guy uh, that they think should for sure be a 20 goal guy, if not pushing for 30. And so for me, uh, you know, a bit of a disappointment uh, from their biggest surprise, you know, on, on top of the two guys that you mentioned, uh, I'll throw in Eric Gustafson. Uh, I did not expect him to be the, the leading uh, defensive score, 17 goals, 42 helpers this season, uh, and kind of helped uh, negate some of the, the drop-off from that defense. And so uh, I do think uh, there are some good pieces there uh, on the D, but absolutely, I think getting a, a bit younger at that spot and then figuring out uh, how to keep uh, Corey Crawford healthy. Uh, for Colorado, uh, for me, I think the blue chip is obvious. It's Nathan McKinnon from the top down. He's going to lead this team and, and be the major uh, contributor for them uh, in terms of disappointment. I go to Sven Andragetto. I, I thought he could lead the way kind of on a second line and, and be their kind of anchor there. Just 16 points in 61 games this season. Really, uh, you know, down year for him. His shots were only 89, uh, which, you know, to compare that to a guy like McKinnon, McKinnon had 350 shots this season. So that just goes to show how little, uh, you know, Andragetto is kind of pulling the trigger there best surprise uh is going to be carl soderberg now i know maybe not the the biggest shock but his production continued to you know maintain without really any help on that second line for much of the season uh 48 points is you know an improvement off uh you know his his last two years have been a little bit down his first year in colorado uh had just 14 points last year 37 so back up to 48 and could hit 50 uh for the first time since his first season with with colorado in 2015-16 so for me uh that's kind of the the surprise part there is that he's you know, getting back to where he was uh, in terms of future need. I think uh, while you could certainly highlight some forward depth and, and I do think that is something that they need to look at. Uh, I think most concerning is the lack of blue line scoring. You know, you look, it's Tyson Berry uh, kind of leading the way with 56 points, but then it really drops off to Samuel Garrard at 24 and Eric Johnson at 22. Now I think Garrard can develop a little bit more. I think he's got an opportunity uh, to get there. Eric Johnson, I don't really think that's his game necessarily. He's a bit more defensively minded. So I do think uh, getting some additional blue line scoring is, is going to be an improvement for them. Yeah, for me, you nailed the blue chipper. It's McKinnon. I'd also include Gabriel Landeskog in that mix. The captain of the club was a point-of-game player, missed about 10 games on the season. Otherwise, he'd be up there in the 80s right now as well. But that top line was augmented by the biggest surprise, and Mikko Rantanen was the NHL's leading scorer through much of the first part of the season and will finish the season right around the 90-point mark, which is an outstanding total that nobody saw coming. So kudos to him. In terms of the disappointment for me here, it's, Ty it's Tyson Yost uh, for me. 
AJ. Uh, this guy was a top draft pick. Only 23 points to show for a fellow who had a sh- lot of shots at driving that second line center role and really failed to do so on the season and I'd couple that disappointment with a little bit less of a disappointment but the disappointment nonetheless in Semyon Varlamov to me I know that they have the defensive struggles that you suggested but he trailed both other goalies who played some minutes here in terms of the save percentage on the season and goals against average he trailed trails Grubauer by a fifth of a goal per game and that's that's not good from the incumbent number one guy and if Grubauer starts next year as he finishes this one Varlamov will be the number two guy Uh, I think you nailed it though this team can score they can't keep the puck out of the net and a large part of the reason why is just their defense defensemen don't show that acumen as a 200 foot game and really uh, they haven't really had anybody stand out offensively uh, in that in that space either except for Tyson Berry he needs a lot of help back there so I think a solid assessment uh, in terms of that franchise up next we talk about the columbus blue jackets an interesting team here aj with the fact that their blue chippers panarin and bobrovsky might have a foot out the door and yet they're expected to be leaders in the playoff run this season uh so you have to mention them with a cautionary note in terms of what we'll see next year when this team comes back for training camp the top uh, disappointment relates to those two guys in my mind because it'll, it's likely they're going to lose these two guys to free agency. So that, that, beyond anything that's on the ice this year, has to rank as the top disappointment that we've yet to see. In terms of the best surprise, Cam Atkinson scoring 41 goals. I know he was going to be a good scorer, but 41, that's, that's amazing and uh, a shock to me. A future need, if Bobrovsky moves on in free agency, they've got to find a new number one, and that's something that's very hard to do in this day and age in the NHL so a pressing need in in Columbus but I guess they're banking on the short term uh, and not worrying about the future right now yeah I think uh, you know absolutely correct blue chippers Panarin Bobrovsky both uh, absolute uh, solid seasons Uh, biggest disappointment you know I I think I would uh, you know maybe talk a little bit about uh, some of their depth guys here in general uh, that I thought could contribute a little bit more some youngsters I thought could step up in Oliver Borkstrand Uh, I thought maybe Nick Foligno uh, could you know break into that that 20 goal mark again hasn't done that for a couple of years um, and so I, I think there's there's a couple guys in general uh, Marcus Hanna uh, Hanan I think I expected more out of him in terms of stepping up and, and improving his game uh, and really it hasn't been there uh, for you know, best surprise, absolutely, Atkinson, uh, you're dead on there. For future need, uh, they need to re-sign some players because, look, it's not just Parnarin and Bobrovsky, although those are two of the big ones. They've got Matt Duchesne set to uh, hit free agency. They've got Ryan Dezingle is going to hit free agency as well. Uh, Adam McQuaid, a bit of a lesser uh, concern there, but uh, obviously still a, a loss on the blue line as well. And if they don't re-sign these guys, they're not going to get them through the draft. They've got just two picks uh, in the 2019 draft, and they've got just four picks in the next three round in the first three rounds for the next three drafts, uh, and that is really going to set them back. They don't have a second rounder in any of those drafts. Uh, just two firsts and two thirds, uh, and no first this upcoming year. So. I do think they need these guys to resign. That That is the future need for this club is to try and get at least some of these guys uh, back under contract. You know, talking uh, about the Dallas Stars next, 
Uh, I think the blue chippers are pretty obvious here. It's those big stud guys on that top line, Tyler Sagan, Alexander Radulov, and Jamie Benn. You know, there were some obvious uh, concerns earlier in the year, some frustrations voiced um, by the front office. But I think at the end of the day, these three guys are still your stud uh, blue chippers on this team. In terms of disappointment, look no further than Valery uh, Nishushkin, the 24-year-old brought over, uh, returning to the U.S. and didn't score a goal so far this season. He's got a few games left here. But uh, no goals, 10 uh, assists in uh, just 57 games this year, has been benched periodically. His ice time is not where it was. And uh, so really, uh, this one about as straightforward as it gets for me. In terms of best surprise, Miro Heiskanen, I think uh, a breakout year for the defenseman, uh, really got the opportunity to step up with the fact that, you know, Stefan Johns was out for, uh, has been out the entire year. Mark Mathot has missed much, missed much of the year as well. And the 19-year-old breaking into the tune of 33 points uh, in his first season out. Four game-winning goals uh, there as well. Eight points on the power play. And I expect expectations will continue to grow uh, for him heading into the future. You know, and my first thought when when thinking about future need, I thought defense was, was going to be a point. But as I looked, you know, they do still have Klingberg. They've got Miro Heiskanen stepping up. Taylor Fadoon, I think, can develop for them as well. So uh, actually, I think what they need most is consistency. I, I talked about those top guys. Uh, hitting uh, a bit of slumps and then health, obviously Ben Bobrovsky being uh, Ben Bishop rather being banged up uh, ha- hasn't helped. Obviously they made the trade for Matt Zuccarello and he broke his arm right away. Uh, so really if this team could, could have stayed healthy, I think they'd have been a, a, a uh, a little bit more of a dangerous club all season long. And so uh, for me, just consistency and health, I think there's a lot of pieces here that uh, can help lead them into the future. Yeah, a couple of guys that are on the fringe of being blue chip considerations here are John Klingberg and Bishop for me. Kling, and both of them uh, hampered by injuries that reduced their numbers. But Klingberg was on pace for a 50-point-plus season again as the linchpin on that that power play and the number one scoring defenseman option, though Heiskanen has closed the gap there for sure. So Klingberg gets an out and Bishop in the nets. That goals against average, 2.03. Remarkable uh, turnaround here in terms of the defensive structure. But Bishop's been a solid goalie in that space uh, throughout his career. So that number, while it is a career best, uh, it's indicative of the fact that this guy does have a strong skill set. You want him to play more than the 45 appearances that he showed up in this year. I think in terms of the biggest surprise, it was Heiskanen hands down. This guy is going to be a pretty solid defenseman here, uh, factoring in right behind Klingberg and and uh, above Essa Lindell in the pecking order. And in terms of disappointment, boy, Jason Spezza right there, 27 points. They're paying a lot of money for this guy. His career is winding down. They're just not getting a return on that investment, but you nailed it. Maybe the biggest disappointment in all of the NHL, Valery Nichushkin, zero goals, 10 assists in 57 games. It's been a long time since somebody put that kind of mathematics up when they had this guy's skill. Uh, and, and I think uh, in terms of the future, they may have answered the question that, that I think is their most glaring need. It's a second-line center, but Rupe Hintz is on the scene now and has had a fine uh, debut but he'll need to prove it over a whole season before I think that they can wipe away the concern in terms of what I think is the biggest need. Somebody to anchor that second scoring line and take away some of the pressure from the top unit. 
In terms of the Detroit Red Wings, boy, they're having a nice uh, recent run here of late. The, the blue chipper is uh, Dylan Larkin. He's emerged as the new leader of this club, top scoring uh, forward, and plays a ton of minutes, uh, plays a strong 200-foot game, and they've, they've found a centerpiece here that they can build around, and I'm looking forward to seeing what develops, and I'm sure friends in the home office are feeling pretty excited about the future there with him as the linchpin. In terms of the top disappointment, I'm going to say it's Mike Green here. They paid a lot of money to get this guy in the fold. He only played 43 minutes. 26 points is what he produced. That's almost a 50-point pace, but he wasn't going to do it because he's broken down. And and I I think the future is more of the same for this guy, uh, unfortunately. The best surprise, Athanasiu leads a pack of youngsters taking that next step. 30 goals and 50 points as the number two center. That's a, a great glaring need filled here by another young dynamic forward. In terms of future need, I'm going to just say it's goalies. They got heroic work out of Jimmy Howard, and but he's a little, little long in the tooth, and you can say the same for Jonathan Bernier. He didn't have a great season, really, but he's just expected to be a backup goalie here. They're paying a lot of money for these veteran guys to kind of insulate the young youngsters up front, I suppose, but they have to find a young goalie to come with the next wave that's happening here in Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. I think goaltending is is the biggest concern here uh, in terms of of the future. You know, there's there's some guys uh, that they've got in the minors that uh, might be options: Patrick Rybar, Harry Sateri, and then uh, Caden Fulcher, who's up with the team right now. But uh, overall, uh, I think that those guys haven't been really tested enough to to know uh, and you know what they have there. And so I do think you're right that the future need is goalie. I'll throw one other blue chip option in there. It's uh, Anthony Mantha, 22 goals, 23 helpers. This season has been a consistent 40-point um, producer for them uh, and, and really has played phenomenally down the stretch. Uh, he's got 12 points in the last five games, uh, and so I would throw him right up there with with Dylan Larkin. Uh, in terms of disappointments, look, I, I think I have to turn uh, to Thomas Vanek. I know he's getting a little bit, uh, little bit up there in age, but I think he was brought in uh, to be a 20 goal scorer for them. And that certainly didn't happen with just 16 goals this year. Uh, they, you know, had to rely on Larkin, Athanasio uh, and uh, Mantha to be those three 20 goal scorers. Cause uh, Thomas Vanek just didn't get there. And so uh, that's kind of my, uh, you know, kind of breakdown here uh, of, of where the, the Red Wings are. I think there's some youngsters who could uh, continue to develop for them into the future and so i think paul you you got it right there with goalies uh being uh the you know the need uh into into next season in terms of the edmonton oilers uh look you could you could obviously say leon dreisaitl as as their blue chipper uh and nobody would argue with you there but i think you still have to go uh to Connor mcdavid even though dreisaitl uh took the goal lead away from him but to have a pair of hundred point uh, guys on one team is is phenomenal What's not phenomenal is that they didn't do anything with that. How you have two guys that get over 100 points and you're not going to make the playoffs is mind-boggling to me. And part of that is that you're paying Milan Lucic $6 million to score 19 points on the season. And that's your biggest disappointment for this club. Uh, Absolutely. Best surprise, I know he's been a little bit maligned lately after signing that extension, but I think Miko Koskinen is my big surprise here. 24 wins, 20 losses, uh, six overtime losses, four shutouts on the year. They obviously had enough confidence in him uh, to be willing to part ways with Cam Talbot. 
Uh, and so I think uh, definitely a, a surprise that he did quite as well. I thought he'd compete and maybe split time, but I did not expect at the start of the year that he would do well enough for them to justify uh, moving Talbot. Future need. Uh, you don't need stud players. That's about it uh, that they have on terms of this team. <laughs> they need additional wingers to play with these guys. They need four, uh, center depth. Uh, they need to dump Milan Lucic's contract, if at all possible. They could use some help on the blue line as well. There's some guys uh, that I think are capable in Sakar and Clefbaum, but uh, a couple injuries uh, marring that a little bit. And then, yes, I said uh, Koskinen was the biggest surprise, but I don't know uh, that he can continue long-term success like this. And so maybe uh, they need to look at, at you know what's out there in terms of goalie. So uh, the only thing this club doesn't need is a star player. They have two of them. Uh, there's so many teams out there that would love to have a guy that could hit a hundred points. And most of those teams would probably make the playoffs with what they have uh, built around them. So my future need for this team is basically everything. <laughs> Very good call there. I'm going to only add the top disappointment for me, Yessi Puyarvi. Uh, a nine-point season from a guy who was a top-five draft pick uh, a couple of seasons ago. It's indicative of the malaise here. They've missed on a number of picks while they did hit on Dreisaitl and McDavid, and that's a big reason why they are where they are. You've nailed it. the d- main disappointment of Milan Lucic. He's been passed on the depth chart in, tough, in terms of physical players by two other guys who've proven to score a little more red- readily than he, and uh, those guys are Chason and uh, the big fella on the wing, uh, who just had a big finish to the season, Zach Cassian. Uh, he has 15 goals to show for it, compared to Lucic, only five. So that tells you that not even in the toughness department, uh, Lucic isn't in a uh, top gunner here. Best surprise? Yeah, I guess you can look at Koskinen as uh, the best of, the, of a bad lot, the future need, everything. I think you nailed it there, too. In terms of the Florida Panthers, Blue Chippers, Barkoff, and Huberdeau, I talked about all season long about how these guys are not only leading this offense, but playing a ton. And so there's some really sneaky good value in picking up either one of these guys as uh, centerpieces of two-year offense in season long next year. In terms of top disappointment, it's the goalie tandem of Luongo and Reimer. Hands down, the, the, that uh, tandem let the team down a little bit in terms of the defensive strategy structure maybe that played a part in, in it as well best surprise frankie vitrano tr- turning into a proven scorer here augmenting the top line and providing some solid secondary scoring that we didn't see coming we were wondering who was going to get some of those goals behind the top line well vitrano was the answer to that question future need is in the nets for sure for me aj yeah i i I tend to agree only because, you know, the sample size on Montembeau is is a little small, but I I think maybe uh, there's an opportunity there for for him to kind of answer that question for them. But we obviously have to see, uh, you know, how he continues to develop, Uh, you know, blue chippers, Barkov, Huberto, absolutely correct. Uh, Biggest disappointment. I would agree uh, with the netminders. You know, there were some injury factors there. They they really didn't help out. Uh, I think a lack of uh, kind of guys stepping up that that got some opportunities here. Some younger guys, uh, Henrik Borgstrom played some games for them. Dennis Malgin, Colton Skiver. You know, all guys that I thought you know could maybe. Uh, play their way into more ice time and, and kind of step up. Uh, best surprise for me, uh, it's it maybe didn't come to a shock to everybody, but Mike Hoffman, you know, uh, for a guy that had to play with uh, some limited uh, options on that second line, uh, occasionally moved down to a third line to anchor that as a scoring line, it didn't seem to phase him or stop him. 
leads the team with 35 goals, another 34 assists in there. And really, uh, I think a, a, a top, uh, you know, producer for them, uh, if he could get some help, I think those numbers could even creep up a little bit higher into the future. Uh, for the Los Angeles uh, Kings, boy, there's a lot to, 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 to work on here with this club. But I'll start with their blue chipper. They really uh, kind of have, you know, one in terms of skaters. That's Anze Kopitar really the only person on this team who's done any sort of production for them this season. And even his numbers are down a little bit, but 58 points on the year, hard to, um, you know, fault the guy for that. And then obviously Jonathan quick in the nets, uh, could be, uh, you know, a, a blue chipper for them as well. And I'll just let that lead into my biggest, uh, my best surprise. It's the fact that Jonathan quick was even able to get 15 wins with this team. Uh, I don't put a lot of the blame on their season with him. Yes. His goals against average is 3.41, uh, which is a career worst for him. The save percentage 0.887, about the same, about a career worst there as well. But really uh, with the limited options in front of him, a defense that was a, a shaky throughout much of the season, especially after they traded away, you know, one of their best defensemen. Uh, really, it's it's surprising that he's done as well as he has. Biggest disappointment, no question. You mentioned Nushkinen might be the biggest disappointment in the league this year. I think Ilya Kovalchuk was the biggest disappointment in the in the league this year. Um, yes, you know, 30, uh, 32 points is, is all well and good, um, but this is a guy that was an 80, 90-point producer last time he was here, which came back to much fanfare. And has been a guy whose name has been tossed around for like the last four years on whether or not he was going to finally come back to the NHL and break, you know, break into the NHL again. And really appears to have lost a step uh, while over in Russia. It's been six years since he was in the NHL. So uh, really uh, the disappointment for me there in, in future need, uh, they need forward depth, uh, outside of, you know, just Kopitar. They really uh, probably could use some wingers there, uh, to play with him. They need scoring defensemen. Uh, the, most of their guys are, are defensively minded after letting Muzzin go and they need another 20 goal scorer. They don't really have, uh, anybody outside of Kopitar and Brown, uh, that can get there. Kovalchuk was supposed to be the guy, but, uh, that didn't pan out. So there's a lot of problems with this team. I think the only spot that I would feel safe, uh, if, if I'm their front office is between the nets with Jonathan quick. Yeah, I think I agree with everything you said. The only thing I'll add is that Tyler Toffoli has to be included for me among the disappointments, producing his lowest goals total in the last five seasons, tallying only 13 times. He'd be part of the answer to what you said as a future need. This guy's a capable scoring winger, and he's well off the career norms even that he produced. So uh, other than everything else that you said, I'd, I'd throw that in as an additional point. And which leads us to the Minnesota Wild Club, Blue Chippers. It was kind of hard for me to de define one, but I guess you've got to look at the fact that one of the top minute eaters among all defensemen, Ryan Suter, continues to be uh, just like a metronome in terms of point scoring and production and the plus minus, uh, all the things that you want in terms of good attributes for your linchpin on the blue line. He fulfills them all. The top disappointment for me was on the injury front here with Miko Koivu playing only 48 games. We identified this team having a real good 1-2 tandem up front in terms of the centermen, and uh, they missed one of them most of the season. 
and that lead, led to part two of my top disappointment. Zucker really regressed in terms of the off- offensive totals, probably missing some time playing with uh, top pivot for part of the season impacted his scoring. The best surprise, uh, Jared Spurgeon producing a career year partnered with Ryan Suter, one of the top scoring defense tandems in the NHL. Really uh, not enough to drag this team into the playoffs, unfortunately, it looks like. But uh, certainly they can point to a pretty good pairing on that top defense uh, grouping. Future need, they need a young center to step up. The two centers that they rely on are both getting up there in years. And we saw what happened when uh, one of those guys breaks down. It really affects the rest of the roster. So they can't afford to have that happen again. Yeah, I think you you hit the nail on the head with the the blue chipper. I'll put Spurgeon in there. I I think both these guys uh, make up a phenomenal defensive pairing uh, for them and really uh, close the gap uh, in terms of, you know, the the drop off in uh, on the back end in terms of offense. I think both these guys uh, are are great uh, two way defensemen and, and can really kind of both play offensively and defensively minded uh you mentioned injuries as a top disappointment and so i will stick with that theme with matthew dumba uh really uh his uh lost season here with that injury uh is a huge uh disappointment and yeah i think everything else you said here absolutely dead on with with best surprise and and future needs so uh, i'll head on to the next team and and talk about the montreal Canadiens. uh for me there was one clear choice as as the blue chipper here and that's carrie price Uh, another 30 win campaign 34 wins total 23 losses uh six ot losses four shutouts on the year a 0.917 save percentage and so uh when you think about the fact that this is a team uh, that that a lot of people kind of questioned uh, the the depth and and the defense, uh, the fact that Carey Price just kept chugging along and really uh, is in my opinion the biggest reason uh, that they're in the playoff hunt here. In terms of disappointment, uh, I look at Aturi Lekkinen. You know, I've been waiting uh, for this guy to be kind of a, a 20 goal scorer. I, I have thought that that's something that he could slot into uh, here for them, and it just hasn't happened. His rookie year, he got to 18. Uh, last year, a bit of a, a regression down to 12. I chalked that up to just a sophomore slump, but then this year, just 10 goals uh, on the year. And so, really, uh, my my hopes and wait for him to be uh, that 20 goal guy has just not panned out. Best surprise has been Max Domi. I, th- I think with some of the antics that we saw in, in the preseason um, that, that saw him get suspended and the fact that he didn't hit 10 goals in either of the last two seasons with Arizona, uh, to expect him to go 27 goals, 43 assists, uh, would have been a tough ask uh, for most guys. And so I think uh, a, a good surprise there, the fact that really – uh, outside of what happened at the in the preseason with that incident has been uh, a pretty much a clean player for much of the year uh, and has uh, you know performed well and, and kind of put some of that that stuff behind them in terms of future need I think just growth on this team I, I think there's a number of young guys uh, including you know Dome uh, Tatar Kotanemi uh, that can start to step up Charles Houdon uh, I think could be there as well defensively Victor Mete uh, Christian Fullen, uh, some guys that could step up. So really just the opportunity to continue to grow and get better. And hopefully they can do that before Carey Price grows too long in the tooth on the other end. Yeah, I'll only add in terms of blue chippers, maybe a, 
a, a minor version of Brad Marchand is Brendan Gallagher, con consecutive 30-plus goals seasons in the, in the bank here from him and really emerging as the new team leader, I'm going to say. He's very important to this club's success in, in, in anything that they do. He needs to show up and be the leader that he is. And, uh, but his size is an issue for me, and so is the size of a lot of the forwards here. I think that's, that's one of the needs that they have to look at, getting a little bit bigger, because while it is a fast game, it's still a physical game, and uh, we saw the Habs get ground down by Columbus in a key game that really emphasized that point for me. So when you say growth, I might say it's vertical growth as well as, <laughs> as growth in terms of talent base here. In terms of the next club that I want to look at is the Nashville Predators. Blue chipper for me is uh, Roman Yossi on the blue line. He was unheralded as a top-level uh, top defenseman before uh, last season, I'll say, but he's duplicated that effort again this year and stands head and shoulders above a really solid quartet of guys on that blue line here. And uh, best surprise tied to that that defense as well in, t in terms of Matthias Ekholm what a contract that this guy has uh, nowhere near paid what he's worth on this club and just a notch below Yossi in terms of overall importance to this team the disappointment on this club is uh, not in the nets but uh, rather up front at center ice Kyle Touris I mean, for anybody that saw this guy play junior and to see what he is now, it's, it's not even looking like the same player. And they really have to get the best out of him to uh, be relevant in the, play, in the playoffs. Otherwise, they're going to get steamrolled, I think, because there's a lot of teams that measure up better in the center position when you, when you think about what Nashville has to offer. And Tourist could fill most of that up himself. In terms of disappointment, I've got to put P.K. Subban in here too, A.J. His point production was slashed to a fraction of what we normally would have expected from him injury troubles uh, factoring into part of that equation as well so I expect more from him big time going forward and uh, he could still salvage the year with a strong playoff too but in terms of the regular season really left me wanting future need they need to find more scoring on the wings uh, and in the middle of the ice even their top line center produced only 12 13 goals this year Ryan Johansson so forward depth and scoring a big big need for me on this club yeah, I agree with everything uh, that you said there. I'll, I'll add Philip Forsberg into the disappointment category. Now, I know I uh, had a bit of an injury concern that, that shortened his season there, but, uh, you know, 47 points for a guy that's supposed to be, uh, you know, their version of, you know, uh, Vladimir uh, Tarasenko or, you know, one of, he's supposed to be kind of their stud guy, top line guy who produces for them uh, at, at, you know, top end levels. And I think that's what, you know, when you say scoring, I think that's what this team is missing. You talk about Nashville, um, they, they've got great depth. There's a ton of guys in this lineup who, who can produce uh, solid defensively. They just don't have uh, that, that hundred point stud on this team. And I, I think there's some expectation that Philip Forksberg could be that, you know, Paul, we talked at the top of the show about where both of our top two centers were in, a, in our dollar bet. Uh, you know, Ryan Johansson is the top producer here and he's below all four of those guys that we talked about at just 62 points on the year. So I really think uh, that's kind of what they need. And so the, I put Philip Forsberg in that disappointment category uh, for the New Jersey Devils. Look, blue chipper here uh, is Taylor Hall, you know, out for much of the year. But that doesn't change the fact uh, that he uh, is their best player and uh, should continue to be, you know, 
played just 33 games this season, had 37 points in those outings, uh, was on pace to, to get back to being over 90 like he was last year, could have possibly pushed uh, for 100 this year and really been a factor. And so for me, uh, I know the injuries uh, obviously concerned, but Taylor Hall uh, is the stud uh, guy for this team uh, heading into you know the future uh, for them. Biggest disappointment for me is going to be Sammy Vatanen, and I think that's uh, you know, indicative of the fact that I expected uh, bigger numbers out of him in, in terms of offensive production. You know, I would have pegged him to maybe push for for top scoring defensemen or maybe uh, honestly <laughs> for third would have been nice. But instead, uh, he comes in as their fourth best scorer. Yes, again, limited by the injuries here, has played just 50 games, but uh, only 17 points to show for it. Uh, best surprise I'll throw out Blake Coleman uh, I thought his numbers have been solid this year got uh, over that 20 goal mark only uh, two one of two 20 goal scorers on this team alongside Kyle, uh, Kyle Palmieri uh, and then Mackenzie Blackwood I think uh, kind of the you know the burst onto the scene that he's had it's it's faded a little bit uh, you know guys are or teams are starting to figure him out a little bit um, but I think he showed uh, enough that I would trust him to maybe uh, earn the number one job heading into next season. And future need is Taylor Hall. I'll go back to the same well on that one. Uh, I think if Taylor Hall's healthy all year, this is a playoff team. Yeah, there's probably some other concerns that that showed up. You know, some of these younger guys need to develop, uh, so they need some time there. But if Taylor Hall's on this team, they're playoff uh, for sure, in my opinion. And I'm going to add the name of Nico Heischer in terms of blue chippers, AJ. And injuries really hampered his point total. He was headed to probably a 60-point season if you extrapolate what he did over 67 games. Damon Severson, for me, the biggest surprise here. I touted this guy as a pretty good offensive defenseman in the AHL. It translated to the NHL with a 38-point season, so good for him to lead that pack. And I think those numbers will rise if the health of this team improves around him. In terms of di- biggest disappointment, it's got to be Pavel Zaka for me, AJ. Another guy who was rated as a top draft pick not so long ago, only 22 points on the ledger in 59 games. He's got to be much better than that. And I think they'd like to see a bit better development out of their goalies, uh, or production out of their goalies, rather. To me, that's another area of disappointment, another maybe the biggest need uh, going forward, finding the goalie that's going to be able to play 60 games and do it at a high enough level that we're not talking about a team that gives up over three goals per game up next we're going to talk about the new york islanders and for me the conversation of blue chipper begins and ends with matthew barzal he inherited the number one center role and has not let the fact that the looming shadow of john Tavares being gone impact him he's delivered the goods again top disappointment andrew ladd and i'll put again in brackets 11 points in 26 games played this guy's got a cap hit of 5.5 million for the next four seasons that's a huge disappointment that's not going to go away anytime soon. And uh, best surprise, Robin Leonard, uh, one of the great uh, feel-good stories around the NHL, really the way this guy uh, put his life back together with uh, uh, getting over some uh, mental health issues or at least coping better with them and being front and center in terms of uh, shedding some light on that important uh, aspect in our daily lives, that how we cope with, with uh, the challenges that we have. This guy's really been a flag bearer there, so I can't say enough about him and the season that he's had. The future need, they need to improve the roster depth here. There's quite a drop-off in the lower half of this roster once you get beyond the top six forwards and the top pairing on the blue line. Yeah, I, I agree with everything there. The The only other name I'll toss out uh, comes in the disappointment category. A guy you're familiar with, Leo Komarov, uh, you know, just six goals on the year. 
struggled last season uh, in Toronto, which is why your Leafs were willing to get uh, you know get rid of him. But uh, in the two years prior, this was a 30-point producer for them, uh, pushed for the 20-goal mark back in 2015-16, and really just the move to, to uh, Long Island has not panned out for him. Uh, and so, yeah, my, my biggest disappointment there, but otherwise I agree with everything uh, that you're selling. Uh, for the New York uh, Rangers, blue chipper has got to be because of Benajad. There's no question about it. This guy has continued uh, to lead this team all season long, 30 goals, 42 assists on really uh, kind of a, <clears throat> a, a down club that, that sold a lot of its assets this season. Uh, top disappointment for me, Jasper Fast. I expected more out of him, especially when some of those guys left. I thought he'd take on a bigger role, could be a top six uh, player for them, just 20 points in 66 games on the year. Best surprise, uh, Alexander Gorgiev. I think the fact that he has played his way uh, into taking some starts away from Henrik Lundqvist is is a bit surprising uh, coming off that shutout right now over the Flyers uh, and had the the two goals allowed against St. Louis on 46 shots so this guy has faced a lot of rubber on the year and really has stepped up well for them in terms of future need uh, I'm just gonna say they need uh, some good players and and here's what I mean with that you look at their top point producers uh, on the team uh, Zabinajad Kreider Kevin Hayes gone uh, Matt Zuccarello's fifth. He's gone. Ryan Strom, uh, 31. Uh, you know, I, th I think he just hasn't, uh, you know, necessarily lived up uh, to some of the expectations there as well. So I, I think they just need uh, some more guys that that can produce for them long term. Uh, and I think there are some youngsters that can step up for them. Uh, but overall, uh, just uh, some additions to this club, some guys to step up. There, there's a lot of spots. Uh, perhaps the Nets, again, is the one place that this team doesn't really need any help. Yeah, you know this is a rebuilding squad, but and they need help from their leadership. Uh, when a guy like Kevin Shattenkirk gets signed here for the big money, he needs to deliver more than a 27-point season in 70 games and really has to be uh, among the more disappointing players in the league the way he produced uh, for that money. Philip Chytle is a guy I also expect a little bit more from. Part of the next wave here, only 23 points and a minus 22. You have to hope this is the low-water mark and really that he makes good on, on the opportunity ahead of him. But otherwise, I think you you're right across the board the ottawa senators another team that's rebuilding and they're rebuilding around the blue chipper brady Tuchuk. this guy looks like he's going to be a flag bearer here and he needs a lot of help around him top disappointment for me the mouth of eugene melnick this guy caused this team more <laughs> grief off the ice than anything they did on the ice all seasons long so i'll let that stand as the top disappointment here best surprise thomas shabbat and anders nelson a uh, youngster on defense and a, 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 def a goalie who's out to prove himself as the next number one guy here. The, they're certainly guys that the team will point to and build around going forward. Future need. They need help everywhere on and off the ice. There's a lot of uh, rebuilding to be done here and mending of fences, I'll say, is part of that fix as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I will add one on the on, on the ice disappointment, and I thought that was Zach Smith. Uh, you know, uh, I, I expected uh, you know maybe a, a, a almost a breakout year for him uh, after you know the start of the season. They sent him down to the minors. I think there was some uh, you know uh, motivation that that could have come from that, and I think it did at first. Um, but he's had just eight goals this year. Uh, you know, back in 2015, 16, he hit the 20 goal mark. 
and so I think his numbers have really been down and, and I expected, a, a, again, a chance to step up once some of those other guys uh, left the team. And instead, he's still found himself a healthy scratch from night to night uh, in a weird twist of fate. Paul's going to make me run through the Philadelphia Flyers here. Uh, and so. In terms of blue chippers, uh, you can't talk about the Flyers blue chippers without talking about Claude Giroux uh, and uh, Sean Couturier. Both these guys uh, have continued to produce for them for a long time. Uh, you know, Giroux, 81 points this year, Couturier, 74. And some of that comes with shuffling of, of lines, shuffling of systems with the coaching changes. And it really hasn't uh, caused these guys to, to really skip a beat at all. Uh, top disappointment. Listeners won't be surprised for me to say Nolan Patrick uh, tied his rookie <laughs> mark of, of 30 points here. Hasn't had a point since getting uh to that level and so for me uh I, I think it's easy to call him the the biggest disappointment best surprise uh is travis sanheim i think you looked at this team maybe needing uh some help gostas bear really being the lone uh flag bearer in terms of blue line scoring but sanheim nine goals 25 assists this year uh for for 34 points and really uh, has stepped up i will also say a team to get five uh, 20 goal scores uh, across the board when you add in Vorsek, Konechny, and JVR, uh, I think is also a bit of a surprise. You don't see a lot of teams um, with that much depth. Future need, uh, number one is for Hart to continue to develop. There's a lot of uh, kind of expectations that are growing for him, rightfully so, after what he's done kind of here to close out the season. And he needs to continue to improve and develop if this team is going to have any success. And then third line scoring, I think they could use a little bit of help there. They're, they're a touch uh, top heavy. They are trying Konechny in that third line, and I think that gives them some options. Uh, but I don't think he has a lot of options to, to move the puck to Scott Lawton and Ryan Hartman there. So uh, he could use some help, I think, on, on that third line. I'll add the name of Jacob Voracek to the blue chipper list here. I think he was miscast early on as a depth forward trying to stretch the lineup. But when he put put him back in the top six, he started to produce again like we thought he could all season. If he got that role, he'd be a point of game guy around the 80 point mark, in my opinion. Another disappointment here, you reflected on the offense. When a team has five 20 goal scorers and they have a good scoring defenseman, that defenseman needs to score more than 38 points. Shane Gossespierre took a big backward step and the minus 18 doesn't look good either. So I'd have to rate him as a disappointment because he was rated among the top defensemen and didn't live up to that billing for me. Uh, everything else, I think you got it right. And I'll get first crack at talking for the Penguins, and we'll try and keep your comments to a minimum here in this regard. Otherwise, we're going to go to a two-hour <laughs> show. But blue chippers, it's easy to come up with them here. Crosby, Malkin, and Kessler are the guys. Top disappointment for me, Patrick Hornquist regressed quite a bit uh, in terms of what I thought I, we might expect from him in a top six role. Murray in the Nets can't stay healthy. That's a disappointment for me. You need a a goalie who can play 60 games uh, and stay healthy. Uh, they also need a little bit of help on the wings, I'll suggest. The best surprise, Jake Gunsel uh, taking the next step in his evolution as a top-scoring winger. And uh, Chris Letang, one other one of great, great feels good stories. He did rebound big and did, does rate again among the top defensemen in all of hockey. Well, I'll just talk in, in terms of surprises because I, I don't disagree with anything. It, obviously, the blue chippers are speak for themselves. Top disappointments, I absolutely agree. I will say uh, Hornquist has unfortunately been moved up and down the lineup a little bit. So I, I think that that might have uh, factored in there. But best surprises has been the guys that uh, have been brought in here at the deadline. Jared McCann has been on an absolute tear uh, for them. 
and really has, uh, you know, done lived up to everything they thought he could. 16 points in uh, in 29 games since joining the Penguins, three of which were shorthanded. Uh, and you know, Nick Bukestad, the the numbers aren't necessarily reflective uh, in a lot of those games, but he does have points in each of his last three, uh, and is really anchoring a, a solid line. Uh, with Dominic Simone and Phil Kessel that may be struggling a bit right now, but they're uh, they're aggressive uh, on the ice and, and really helping out. And then Eric Goodbranson, much maligned when they brought him in, including by myself. Um, but, you know, he was playing with, with a young, uh, maybe a bit undisciplined team uh, in Vancouver and really since joining the Penguins has been a solid defender and so much so that if this team gets fully healthy, there's the possibility that a guy like Ole Mata could be a healthy scratch because uh, Eric Gudbranson and a Marcus Patterson have really stepped up, uh, you know, of late. And so, yeah, I, I think other than that, uh, I agree with everything in, in terms of future need as well. So I'll move on and stop us from running too long by moving on to San Jose. Uh, for me, there there obviously are, are a number of options here. Brent Burns comes to mind uh, in terms of blue chip, but I'll talk about Joe Pavelski here. Uh, yes, maybe, uh, you know, you look at the overall team numbers. He's only, only, I put that in quotes, fifth in scoring here, but 37 goals on the year leads the team. Uh, has played with a different combination of wingers for much of the year. And so for me, uh, the clear stud on on this team, uh, top disappointment, Mark Edward Vlasic. And, and really his numbers aren't consistently below what you normally get out of him. Three goals, uh, 22 assists. But I think with the amount of time that Eric Carlson has missed this year, uh, I thought there'd be more opportunity for him to step up and really end the year stronger uh, than he has. Best surprise for me has been Timo Meyer. Uh, has produced uh, really well and, and made his way onto that top line. Uh, I expected him to be closer to what he did last season, 36 points in 81 games. He's nearly doubled that with 66 points this year uh, and hit the 30 goal mark as well. Uh, as far as future need, I actually like the depth on this team. I know there's some concern there, um, but I think they've got some young guys who can step up. So for me, uh, future need is they just need Eric Carlson to be healthy. It gives them an unbeatable blue line uh, tandem uh, and a, a core group of guys that could honestly rival uh, what they built in Nashville in terms of, of a defensive group. And so uh, that's all I really see in terms of need for, for this club. Yeah, and I'll throw in the name in terms of biggest surprise Thomas Hurdle really having a career season AJ 70 points for the first time in his career about 25 more than last year so a breakout campaign for him under his belt and I agree with you if they have a healthy Eric Carlson that kind of cures any ills that remain I'd also like to see better work from Marty Jones for a team that's this deep offensively and defensively on defense from name name recognition the top goalie has to do better than a 2.95 goals against in my opinion although he played 60 games and got the win total that we expected in st louis we're talking about uh, blue chippers i'm going to go with ryan o'reilly he's filled a key need here in terms of the getting getting a signature player to play that number one center position and doing it with great style at both ends of the ice top disappointment here for me is among the forwards of veterans there were a number of them expected to lead the club alex steen didn't do his part with 24 points in 61 games he's 35 years old now maybe he's ready to take a back seat and let some of the younger guys take over the top six reigns but they expected more from him he didn't deliver in 
in terms of best surprises, it begins and ends with Jordan Bennington. Enough said. I've talked way too much about this guy all year long. Future need, a second-line center. If Shen continues to stay on the left wing on the top line, he's had a great year there, and I figure if it isn't broken, don't fix it. But they've got to find a solution in the second-line pivot situation. Yeah, I absolutely agree across the board. Uh, I'll throw in one other option as as best surprise, and that's Oscar Sundquist, uh, who hit the thirty goal or thirty point mark rather this season. Really a, a breakout year for him, and I think if he can continue to develop and, and move his game forward, might be an option for that second line center. Um, so uh, definitely a, a surprise this year and, and a bright spot for the future. I'll move on uh, to Tampa Bay. Uh, in terms of blue chip, can I just say the team? Can we just like the whole team is is blue chippers? Um, but obviously, uh, you know, it, for them, it's Nikita Kucherov, 125 points on the year. I think what's most surprising about that is uh, he's only third in goals on this team, which is why I said uh, the whole team for blue chippers. If I have to pick a disappointment, um, I'm going to go with Ryan Callahan, if only because he just hasn't been able to break in into the lineup here. And that's limited his opportunities to just 50 games, has just 17 points. You know, his first season, uh, first full season in Tampa, he had 54. He's crested that 50 point mark twice. He's been over 40, uh, really was a stud player in his in his time with the Rangers. But now uh, can't even really get into the lineup at 34 years of age. And so for me, I guess that's the biggest disappointment because this team's uh, so good. Best surprise, Yanni Gord. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, he had a great, great year last year. Uh, some concerns that that would drop off and the numbers are down a little bit, but still hit uh, that 20 goal mark. Didn't really regress too terribly, um, you know, compared to compared to last season and future need for this team is a Stanley Cup. That's what this team uh, needs most is to end the year uh, with a Stanley Cup, uh, you know, title there. Uh, other than that, I think there's a, a everything has been working for this club. I'm going to agree with you and jump to the Maple Leafs because we've talked so much about Tampa all year long. I've talked, I've talked about the Leafs a lot too, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit more about them. Blue Chippers, Ma Marner, Matthews, Tavares, uh, that's the names for sure. Morgan Riley you can throw in as an explosion uh, as the best surprise, I'll say, in terms of developing into a number one defenseman, but also the development of Johnson and Kapanen on the wings, stepping up into scoring line winger roles, maybe ahead of... Uh, the timeline I expected here uh, in terms of disappointment for me it's the Patrick Marlowe regression on the ice certainly we've heard about how much he means to the youngsters as a leader off the ice and so on showing him the ropes but he's lost a, a step and and the scoring is down and they're paying a lot of money for him and it's going to be a large reason why they're in a cap hell uh, they have to uh, the cap hit of six million dollars again next year so a future need for me they have to continue to develop defensive prospects we heard that the offense is ticking and bopping on all cylinders but the defense has been up and down and they got to bring in the next wave of youngsters to plug those holes and really make this team a challenger for what we've said about Tampa yeah absolutely agree there uh, on everything you said I think you're gonna get a little bit uh, a little bit of a taste here heading into the postseason with some injuries of of some of those defensive process with uh, Callie Rosen coming up and, and playing with the club uh, interesting note here he's going to make uh, slightly less money next year but it'll be a one-way contract uh, so he doesn't have to worry about moving up and down to the minors so there's uh, kind of your option there in Vancouver I think the most uh, intriguing thing here uh, is uh, or the most uh, 
clear blue chip for me is actually Elias Pettersson. I think Bo Horvat's name could be tossed in there as well. Um, but Elias Pettersson, everything he's done this year, leading the team uh, in scoring as as a rookie, uh, a lock for the Calder, uh, and, and a great addition to this club. In terms of top disappointment, uh, Adam Gaudet for me. I, you know, and some of this maybe could be that I expected, uh, you know, more out of him in light of what Pedersen has done. But he has really struggled to transition his game. He's he's played in 53. Some of that was healthy scratches, uh, but has just 12 points to show for it. Uh, is currently mired in a 12 game uh, pointless streak. Uh, and so really, I expected uh, bigger and better things for him. And I think uh, when he came into the league, I thought potentially down the road, top six center uh, for them at this point, he's bottom six for sure. Uh, best surprise has been Jacob Markstrom. I think he's really stepped up uh, in a way uh, that, you know, some people wanted, some people hoped for, but I, I think it would have been hard to expect 28 wins on the year could still get to 30 with a, a couple of games left here uh, might be tough. And then uh, as far as future need, I think they need some wingers on this team. You know, they've got Tanner Pearson and, and Louis Erickson uh, who just aren't, you know, they're they're getting up there and, and haven't really cut it um, much recently. Ryan Spooner as well, Tim Schaller. Uh, so there's some guys that I think they need uh, to to part ways with or, or move past and and then bring in uh, some other options or develop uh, some other guys as well. I think a budding blue chipper is Brock Besser. AJ, he's on the verge of stardom, I believe. Uh, partnered with Pedersen, he only played 66 games, got 55 points. I think that uh, he's just tapped into his ceiling. Uh, they have suffered from the fact that they couldn't stay healthy. Alex Edler would be among the top-scoring defensemen if he played a full season. 31 points in 53 games, indicative of those numbers. Big disappointment for me, Louis Erickson and the contract drag. Uh, that salary cap hit that he uh, consumes, only 27 points, not nearly enough. I mean, you put him almost in Lucic camp for me in terms of this team. Otherwise, I agree with everything that you said. So I'll talk about the Vegas Knights and uh, the Blue Chippers. Flurry and Stone there for me, leading this team in the Nets and up front. Stone, a fantastic addition at the trade deadline. Flurry's been their signature player since the birth of this franchise. Top disappointment, I'm going to throw in the name of Colin Miller. When he was picked on this team, I thought he was going to be the leader on this defense with the skills that he has in terms of the hardest shot, fastest skater in the AHL competition a year, year and a half, two years ago, I guess it is now. And those skills are not translating to the NHL level. And I'm shocked at that because to me, I look at him and, and his body of work in the AHL and I expected much, much more out of him as a pro than he's shown. Paul Stastny, uh, Pacioretty and Flurry injuries, also a disappointment for me. If those guys were healthy, they'd be the cream of the crop in the Western Conference. Best surprise, uh, Willie Carlson proving last season was not a fluke. He had 43 goals last year, won't reach that mark this year, but certainly a very capable scorer and a lock to hold down that second line center position that is such a need around the league. So to me, the fact that he's kept playing at this level is a surprise and a good news situation for Vegas. The future need, I think they need more scoring from the blue line. They have a whole host of uh, vets on the blue line, but none of them really a top tier scoring defenseman. For me, I think the only big need here is uh, to figure out Willie Carlson's contract situation. Going to be an RFA uh, next season, but they've got Stone, Stastny, uh, Riley, and Marchessault all locked up. Uh, I actually think Shea Theodore will continue to step in as that scoring defenseman. He's locked up long term. Uh, and then they've got Marc-Andre Fleury for, for three more years after this season. So uh, for me, it's just figuring out how to get Willie Carlson in under the cap. 
uh, talking about uh, the defending champions as we head into the playoff season. Look, there's no bigger blue chipper on this team uh, than Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, you know, but if you want to toss in other names, Nicholas Backstrom, top 70 this year, Evgeny Kuznetsov, also over 70, and Jaron Carlson, all 70-point producers for this team. So while Ovi leads the pack, uh, there's plenty of other guys to talk about here. For me, disappointment, Andre Burakovsky. I've mentioned this in the past. I won't harp on it too much, but this is a player I had much higher hopes for than being a, a fringe uh, lineup guy in and out uh, periodically. Jakob uh, Vrana was my uh, su- uh, best surprise here. 24 goals this season, nearly double what he did last year, 47 points total on the year. I expect him to continue to develop and, and to be a nice uh, young winger for them into the future. Uh, after talking about how great Carlson was, the fact that I think blue line scoring is a future need might seem a little bit uh, strange, but Outside of Carlson, there just isn't anybody, uh, in my opinion, that can really help produce uh, from the back end. And they need uh, either some of these guys to step up. Nick Jensen, who they brought in uh, at the trade deadline, Matt Niskanen has really dropped off, uh, was a pretty big contributor uh, while he was with the Penguins. Not so much anymore. And so uh, somebody other than John Carlson to score from the blue line. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Niskanen's regression because that to me was a glaring uh, shortfall this season and, and I think you highlighted everything else that needed to be said about this club. And we'll wind it up with Winnipeg where the blue chippers are obviously the center and the winger on the top line, Wheeler and Shifley. Anybody that plays with them thrives and they even show